Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Modern Cowboy Podcast. For most of you that listen to the show regularly, you know that I am not a professional broadcaster. So when it comes to uh, recording these sponsor spots and the information spots, I've just found that I really need to write it down because if I try to just go off the cuff, I just end up stuttering and stammering and hemming and hawing. So I'm just telling you this ahead of time because I'm going to read this. I had to write it all out to try to get it to come out right. So uh, here we go, take uh, 14. Hey, I have a lot of great news to talk about before we get to our guests. But first of all, I want to thank all of you, our listeners. And to show our appreciation, we have a special discount code just for you, and here it is. First, we are so excited to announce that our new line of Modern Cowboy brand apparel, caps, hoodies, and tees, are now available at Nationals Roper Supply in Decatur, Texas. And soon, they will be available in Wickenburg, Arizona NRS store as well, and online at nrsworld.com. So when you, our listeners, purchase any products from nrsworld.com, use code MODERNCOWBOY. That's MODERNCOWBOY at checkout for a 10% discount. Now, that's not only on Modern Cowboy brand products, but it's almost everything that NRS carries with only a few exceptions. Additionally, the Cowboy Whey Protein from the Modern Cowboy Performance Nutrition line will also be available for purchase on their website soon. We also have our own page on the NRS website, and the link is in our Instagram bio where you can see my favorite cowboy picks of all things Western. So, whether you're a Bronx Spurn, bull-twisting, all-day cattle-working cowboy, or you work in town and just bought your first cowboy hat, pair of boots, or it's your first rodeo as a spectator, the Modern Cowboy brand is for you. Modern Cowboy is the brand for the cowboy and all of us. So head over to nrsworld.com, pick yourself up a new Modern Cowboy brand, cap, hoodie, or tee, Tell them Dan sent you, and don't forget to use code MODERNCOWBOY at checkout for your 10% discount. Hey, also, you hear his song Cowboy on the podcast, and I am very proud for the Modern Cowboy brand to be a sponsor of the Colt Barber American Cowboy Showdown and Colt's reality TV show, Saddle to the Stage. The American Cowboy Showdown is an IPRA and PRCA-sanctioned rodeo and live music entertainment with 45 events and 10 conventions planned for 2021. The reality show Saddle to the Stage will be airing on RFD TV and the Cowboy Channel, and it combines Colt's ranching and agricultural prowess with his music career to capture the behind-the-scene outtakes of the fast-paced rough stock rodeo, the music industry, and the life and times of a modern cowboy, former rodeo competitor, businessman, and Nashville recording artist. We are so excited to support and be a part of Colt's vision. So go to coltbarber.com to see the details and stay up to date. And follow Colt on Instagram at, at coltbarberofficial. And again, thank you to our listeners for your continued support. Now for today's guest. I absolutely love his music. And here is a sample of the first song I ever heard by Caden, Finals. Still a young man, more miles and miles, paid my dues. From coast to coast, had a few hard times. When push came to shove, won't hang my head, cause I'm doing what I love. 
trash, putting on chaps, tying on gloves, bearing down hats, all pumped up, ready to ride, spurs go flying, tearing up hide, working all year, strapping the cattle, working real hard, it's been a long battle, drawing them bulls right in the latch, finals is where it's Everybody, welcome to the Modern Cowboy Podcast. Uh, I'm I'm really excited today to have my guest on, Caden Gillard. Uh, you know, I find out so much stuff nowadays from social media. Uh, I guess that's just the way it is. And I found out about Caden's music on TikTok. Believe it or not, old guy like me on TikTok, and I'm doing uh, this uh, video and I'm searching through trying to find some music. And uh, all of a sudden, I click on this song, and it's uh, I, I'm probably going to butcher the first line, but it's working all day, uh, strapping to cattle. You can't, you know, and and so I've got that on my TikTok. Uh, uh, use that song, even though I wasn't riding bulls or anything else. I think I'm, I'm, you know, roping a dummy steer or something. But anyway, so then I, I started listening to his music from there, and and I just fell in love with it. Uh, anyway, I, I I say all that just to introduce my guest and welcome him to the podcast. Caden, welcome to the Modern Cowboy Podcast. Thank you, man. I'm happy to be here. Yeah. So you know the the thing uh, that uh, now I don't know uh, if you would you would call um, y- y- your music red dirt or not, but uh, you've actually got a song that addresses you know your style of music. Uh, right. But anyway, so so just tell the listeners you know you know how you got started in music and uh, you know where where that all where that all came from. So yeah, man. Um... What's crazy is now, now not many people know how I got started in music, but, um, I was, I was actually diagnosed with leukemia in 2009. And, um, I started learning how to play the guitar, uh, whenever I went into the hospital. Um, but I always loved to sing. I wasn't always good at it, but in like middle school and stuff with, with, uh, chorus and things like that, you know, I've learned how to sing better but uh i'm still working on it but uh man the hospital really gave me a lot of time to practice and uh and kind of sharpen my craft and uh once once i got out of the hospital um i finally got the release to start riding bulls and stuff and so i uh i started you know, riding bulls in high school. And then once I got out of high school, I started pro rodeoing and, uh, everywhere I went, man, I brought, I brought my guitar and I started off writing and singing a lot of rodeo and cowboy music. Um, and I still have a ton of songs that I haven't even released, um, that I wrote when I was in high school or just out of high school or rodeoing. And, Mm -hmm. uh, I'd, I'd like to 
do an EP eventually, just an acoustic EP where I release, you know, five or six of those rodeo songs, you know, just cause that's, that's a huge part of my fan base. So, um, just to kind of circle back around to your question, I, I, I got started originally, you know, whenever I got diagnosed, I've always loved music. So, uh, and then after that, it just kind of evolved into more of, uh, you know, writing and sing, singing songs about my lifestyle. And, uh, and now, like you said, you don't even know if it would be considered red dirt music, but that's kind of the scene that we're going is, uh, you know, I, I love, I love Southern rock and, and country music. I love old, sad country songs. So, uh, and I love blues music like Stevie Ray Vaughan and, uh, Jeff Healy and Johnny Winter and, all those different guys. So, you know, whenever you listen to our music, that's that's a kind of the blend that we got going. Sometimes you'll hear one that's a little more country. Sometimes you'll hear one that's, you know, super cowboy. Sometimes you'll hear one that's, you know, more rock and roll blues style. So, well, you know, that's the one thing that because uh, I, I love music. I mean, most people do. Right. And music just defines you know, my life and, in people's lives. And, and, uh, it's, it's just has, there's so many, so many aspects to it. So like when I heard your music, I was just, just drawn into it. And, and, and so, so the one song I was referring to was red dirt, rock and roll, you know, right. uh, red dirt, rock and roll. I mean, it describes, you know, uh, you know, your music. And in that song, it's even like, you know, you'll know our sound. Exactly. You know, uh, and, and, and you do. And so, you also, I just I want to say too, you know, your voice is so unique to you. It doesn't sound like anybody else. Thank you. you know, thank you. And uh, yeah, and I just think of like you know Chris Ledoux. That's kind of the way his was. His Absolutely. he had a certain sound, you know. And you have are in that vein, but you're you know you're just you're nowadays you're current, but you do have. You could still hear the old music in it as well, right? The, you know, and again, I don't put down any music. So I love all kinds of music, and and I, I used to be of the frame of mind at times I would jump on that bandwagon and put down Luke Bryant, or whatever. You know, mm-hmm. what I mean, just because people would say stuff. But you've got a song um, over and over again, <laughs> yeah, dude. No, that song's brilliant, though. I to me, it's it's brilliant. Thank a you. lot of your music to me is brilliant. But it just it just resonates because we do get tired of that same old thing over and over again with music and just if anything in life. And so that song, I think it just kind of transcends a lot of things besides music. It's about life, but it's specifically about the music. I mean, and- dude, I, just, I, I can't tell you how much it impacts me. And when I if I'm having a day where I'm dude, I just need to get charged. I, I turn on some Caden Gillard and well, and just you. it just it's a reset, man. So I, I want you to know that that's how I feel about your music, and that's coming from a sixty-two year old man. I mean, and I just you know I just I I love it, and I, that's why I'm so excited to have you on. So man, anyway, that 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 mean that seriously means the world to me because that's that's why I do it. Uh, right. You know, music, not to get cliche or anything. Music is right. is meant to escape. You know, right. I mean. We, we could get into music helps people heal or, or anything like that. But ultimately for me, it's an escape. You know, right. uh, when, when you go work out, you want to, you want to escape, you know, your work day, you, you yeah. put on music, it helps you 
you know, get into the workout mood. It, it pumps you up or it, you know, what, exactly. whatever it is, um, you know, you, you're feeling down, you put on some music, it, it helps you escape or yep. sometimes it even helps you dwell in it. You know, sometimes yeah. you need, you need that, you need that time to kind of dwell in it to get over, you know, whatever right. it is. But, uh, to go back on over and over again, it was a same thing with shooting for the moon. It was a joke. Um, <laughs> so we, we went to a place called Dockside to record, um, some music and my, my band, my two guitarists were sitting on the couch and they were singing a song, you know, just goofing around. And I was like, dude, what is that? And they were like, oh, me and Taylor wrote it as a joke the other night. And I'm like, hold up, hold up, hold up. Sing that part again. And he sang it. And I'm like, dude, we need to finish that. And we're, <laughs> we're going to make that a full song. So we all sat down one night and, you know, started talking about, okay, what's cliche about, you know, music today and this and that. And, you know, it's just, it's, it's funny how it all comes together. And then people listen to it and they love it, but they don't even realize that it was written as a joke, you know? Yes. Um, yep. but it's, it's like, it's serious, but it's, it's meant to take lightly. It's not putting anyone down. It's just, right. You know, pointing out the obvious, uh, and, and, and you know what? I, I, I just got to stop you for a minute because I was listening to that song again the other day and that's exactly how I take it. It's not like it's it's not like it's a, it's a you're taking a stab at him or, or 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 anything. It's like this is just the situation as it is. And guys that that get into, you know, music and or gals or whoever and and they maybe get signed and then they get molded by how the, you know, managers and record company whatever want them to do it. Yeah. And, which is fine. I mean, that's fine. But for me, you know, finding guys like you that have you know your type of music it's just special and 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 it just it resonates with me more well you know, you know the the thing the thing about uh music today is social media is such a huge platform that yeah. artists artists now can become successful without the large r record labels and yeah. then by the time they do get signed like cody johnson co wetzel yep. parker mccollum you know they're already right. doing their own thing and they're successful right. because of it. So these record labels want to hop on board and say, look, you keep doing what you're doing. You have a huge loyal fan base. We're just going to ride your coattail. We're going to fund the whole thing. That way you can make money and I can make money. Yeah, You know, everybody's yep. happy. So yep. um, for, for me, that's more the route that I, I would want to take because I enjoy making my music. Um, right. you know, and that's, that's not to say the other route doesn't work well for other people, you know, right. A everybody's, uh, definition of success is different. Um, right. but, but for me, I would, I would like to be able to make my own music. And if that means being on a record label that, and make music that I want and I confirm and put out awesome. If it doesn't, I'm still going to do my own thing. I'm going to push to be as successful as I can possibly can or as I can possibly be um, because this is, this is something I love. This is something that I want to make a career, a full-time career. Um, I want to be here for a long time. Uh, I'm a, I'm a songwriter as well. So 
99% of the songs you hear from me are from me and the other 1% are from my band members. Uh, right. I, I'd, I'd be looking to go more of a Cody Johnson or uh Co Wetzel, Parker McCollum route um, to where it's, it's so undeniable that they, they just can't tell you what to do. Really. Right. Exactly. Exactly. You know? Um, um, I'm, I'm a firm believer in staying true to who you are. Um, that's, that's not to say that music doesn't evolve or anything like that, but you know, as long as you believe in some, in the stuff that you're putting out, that's, it's all that matters. Um, you know, the fans are a huge part of it. Uh, but your, your true loyal fans most of the time will, uh, you know, stick it out with you and, and say, Oh yeah, I, I love it. Or, you know, that's not my favorite record he ever made, but you know, I, I love the rest yeah. or whatever. So, um, but I'm, I'm going to continue to be putting out music. Uh, this, this year we're looking to release six to seven songs, um, singles. Uh, I, you know, we, we were able to release a record last year and, uh, we put out nine, nine songs on an album and, uh, you know, it, it, it did pretty well. Um, but now that we have quite a bit of music out on all platforms, we're looking to uh, kind of stay relevant. So the goal is to release a song every, you know, six to eight weeks to, uh, to just keep it fresh and, and people don't get burned out on one thing or, you know, just go burn your album out at the beginning and then, you know, they don't listen to it for, you know, an entire month and then they may listen to a song here right. and there. So uh, if, if we can keep keep them fresh and keep them out on their toes, then uh, then we're doing our job. So you you did uh, 2018 is when you re released your first first single. Yeah. Gold Buckle Dreams. Yes. Um, and then you say you got a lot more songs written that you wrote a long time ago. And it's right. funny. I, I, I actually heard uh, that uh, Brantley Gilbert, um, I think that's the way you say his name, um, he'd written tons of his songs that when he was like 17, 18, mm -hmm. and then they just had this huge, you know, book or library of, of music that he could sell and stuff. Um, are, are you, are you, do you uh, have other artists do your music or do you just want to do all your own music for now? Um, so I, I mean, I, I'm trying to understand the question. So, I, well, I, I'm, I'm just saying, would you let somebody else record your songs or, or would you? Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay. You know, we're, we, we haven't decided when, um, but we, we would like to eventually move to Nashville, um, mm -hmm. you know, with my family and stuff. And we, uh, we, we wouldn't necessarily be going there to, you know, try to get a record deal or anything, but, uh, the, the ultimate goal there is connections. Um, right. You know, we, we get in there and somebody knows somebody to get your song pitched to this person or whatever. And, you know, Chris Stapleton and a lot of many, many others um, made a huge career uh, as songwriters. Right. And then later, you know, make, became their own artists. Um, right. while still writing songs for other people. Right. Um, songwriting is one of my passions. And uh, in the music industry, if you're just kind of like a one-trick pony, mm -hmm. the chances of success are 
much slimmer, not impossible, right. but just right. uh, much, much less likely. Um, so uh, I would, I would love to, you know, pitch, pitch songs to other people. You know, I've pitched songs to Josh Ward and uh, a few others, but not, nothing's been picked up and that's fine, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, but I'm, I'm open to it, you know? Yes. Well, you know, your, your album, you know, Red Dirt Rock and Roll, I mean, <clears throat> every song on that album is good. Thank you know you. what I mean? You, you know, I mean, every single song is good. And, and they're, they're, to me, they're also, uh, each of it's, its own individual song. It's not like, it's not overlapping into, just like we talked about before, over and over again. It's, it's, uh, it's just really, really good. And you just got such, a, you know, a great sound of your own. Uh, you, did you, now you said you started writing earlier. How did your band get together? Have you guys been together a long time? Because that's another thing I got to comment on too. Your band is awesome. Your guitar players are, are I mean they, they just sound phenomenal. So they how are, do you guys man. get together? Um, so the guitar players have been with me since the very beginning. Um, they were the first two that we or I'm sorry. I actually had a drummer. Uh-huh. Um and we started the band really. Uh one night he came over. I didn't even know him at the time. And uh he came over and we had a drum set set up in the garage and he started playing and I was like, man, you know, like I, I had just broken my collarbone, um, riding bulls and I had no source of income. So, and I just opened for Cody Johnson, uh, right before it, I, maybe the weekend before, or possibly even the same weekend that I broke my collarbone, I opened for Cody Johnson. And so, um, I had no source of income. So I was really trying to push music right and um and so when he came along i was like dude you know do you, you want to start like building these songs with me and we can we can go and you know make make a band out of this thing like a little duo and uh so we did and we we found some success with it and so we started looking for guitar players well my father-in-law who's also my manager um went into the music store over here in Lake Charles and one of the guitarists were playing and he was like, Hey man, you're good. Are you, you know, are you in a band? Are you interested in being in, in a band? And he was like, no. And so he came that Sunday and, and basically auditioned. We just kind of jammed. And, uh, and then like the next weekend, same thing happened, but with another guitarist, <laughs> the other guitarist. Nice. And, uh, we were actually talking about keeping one of them, and then I was like, man, let's just keep both of them. So uh, they've been with us since the very beginning. Um, and now we have a different drummer. Uh, we've been through like 11 bass players, man. It's just <laughs> they're, they're, they're hard to keep, um, especially around here. So, um, But now we, we've had a consistent band of the same people for <clears> – <throat> For, for about a year, maybe a year and a half. Okay. Um, and so now now we're to a point where we're, we're really starting to get things done. Right. Um, and then, bam, pandemic hit. Yeah. We, I mean, we, we canceled like 30 gigs last year oh, man, as man. like 
the moment the pandemic hit, lost them, yeah. lost them. Yeah. It's just one after another got got canceled, and it's just uh, it was it was a huge hit because we were making so much headway. Um, right. You know, I mean, we're we're doing oh, we're doing better than most uh, local bands around here as far as staying busy. Um, right. But I mean, it's it's still not where we were, but yeah, at le- at least we're starting to pick back up and, and we're making forward momentum. So, right. uh, do, do, so do you have another album in the works right now? Or are you just going to release singles or wh- what are you, what are you looking at doing? Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to be releasing singles. Um, okay. like I said, six to seven singles this year is the goal, uh, okay. every, every six to eight weeks. So I have one actually, um, we're, we're probably going to be releasing it within the next uh, few weeks. We hadn't even really finished the whole mastering and uh, process of it, but it is almost done. And, um, and it's called Tombstone. Uh, just it, it talks about the, the whole concept of the song is what I want written on my tombstone whenever I'm gone. Uh, it, it starts off with, he was a God fear, man and loved his wife, a good father to his son and loved his life. He wasn't scared to die, but he was scared not to live, gave anything, everything he had to give. So, uh, so yeah, man, it's, it's a pretty cool concept. I was super stoked when I wrote it. Um, and then when the band hopped on it, it was, it just came to life, man. It's, it's a rocker. It's, uh, It's yeah. definitely it's it's definitely you know get your blood pumping kind of song. So uh, we're excited to release it. Um, and then while we're releasing that one, we're actually wrapping up another song uh, called "Bring Us Back to Life," which is more of a um, it's more of like a love song of a of a couple that's struggling and and they just want to bring their love back to life. Um, and so. Uh, that that one is is very uh, commercial. It's a very sellable song. I think it's going right. to do fantastic on the radio. It's probably, if I had to guess, it would probably be our most popular song because it's so current. Um, right. gotcha. The just just the vibe of the song is just very um, very like modern feeling. Um, it's, it's not pop country by any means, but it's, it's kind of a power ballad. Um, and then we're going to release a piano version of that song as well. Very cool. So, um, we're, we're going to release piano version to all platforms. Um, but we're going to release the full production version on all platforms and radio. That one's going to be going to radio. So gotcha. Uh, Hey, let's let's shift from music just for a minute because your music is based based around, you know, cowboy, rodeo, Western culture. Yeah. Uh, when did you start in rodeo? You you mentioned already that you rode bulls, uh, and and I I kind of got that through your music as well. <laughs> but uh, um, how how'd that all come about for you? Uh yeah, man. So my dad rode bulls. Um, you know, just just. Like most most people that grow up in rodeo, uh, their their family kind of did it uh, most of the time, or they're some kind of cowboy or something. Uh, but man, I grew up grew up in in a cul-de-sac and uh, you know right in the smack dab middle of a neighborhood and 
I always wanted to be a cowboy and, uh, you know, kind of grow up to be like my dad. And so I rode sheep and calves. And then once I got to bulls and stuff, I, I just kind of didn't think it was for me. So, uh, I started, I started skateboarding and, uh, doing, doing what kids do, you know, and, yeah. Uh, yeah. got, got real, real into like dirt bikes and hunting and fishing and stuff like that. And, uh, and then, like I said, I got, I, I, I'm a, but I'm a wrestler. Uh, I wrestled, okay. I wrestled for 10 years. Um, okay. and so I, I won state seven times, uh, I won one second twice and one third once. So, um, wrestling was a huge part of my, my life. Uh, also did gymnastics and all other sports, baseball, football, soccer, you name it. Uh, right. I suck at basketball, by the way. <laughs> uh, it, it, it doesn't help that I'm 5'2", but, uh, <laughs> but man, uh, when I got diagnosed, um, there on the bone marrow transplant floor, um, which is the eighth floor, I, I would get un. un they they would run what's called a pick line, right? Um, which is how they give you all your fluids or chemo or whatever. Right. Um, right. And they would unhook me uh, for about an hour a day. And so what I would do is I would I would go out in, in the front of my room and I would play my guitar and sing in the hall for the nurses or or the other patients or whatever. But I would also walk around the hall. They it, it, it was like a big circle. Right. And uh, I would make laps and there was a picture on the wall of a guy riding a bull and it said seven months after bone marrow transplant. And when I saw that, I, I would every time I passed it, I told my mom, mom, that's going to be me. She, of course, what moms do. Oh, don't say that. Don't say that. You know, I don't want <laughs> you to ride bulls, you know. And right. so, uh, man, I, I got my bone marrow transplant and we. uh we started making the road to recovery and I finally got the release from doctors and they were like, are you sure you want to do this? I'm like, I'm positive. They're like, all right, well, your body is healthy enough to do it, but I wouldn't recommend it. And, you know, of, of course they got to give the doctor, doctor, doctor's excuse, you know, that's stupid. So, uh, <laughs> so man, as soon as I got that release, I started, you know, getting on steers and jump kickers and things like that, just learning how to ride bulls. And man, it, it first one, I was hooked. I, I rode bulls for eight years after that. So, so how, uh, how old, okay. So let's, 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 let's go back a minute because this is what always fascinates me. Uh, when I get ready to do a podcast, you know, okay. and this is going to be like my, the 143rd episode. Wow. Somebody always says something because I don't do tons of research on them and I don't I don't plan anything. Mm -hmm. but when you met you mentioned that you know you were diagnosed with leukemia and uh, you know I don't know if you know but I was diagnosed with uh, a genetic disorder uh, about ten years ago or so now, which just changed made a huge pivot in my life. But so I want to go back to that because this has happened numerous times on the podcast where somebody all of a sudden goes and then I had this happen to me and my jaw just dropped. So like when you said that you you kind of said it off the cuff, nonchalantly, uh, but leukemia is, is a blood cancer, yep. uh, basically. So tell us about that. How old were you, and and, and how'd that come about? How were you, What were your symptoms coming up, leading up to it? Tell us so, about that. So uh, I was 14. I was a freshman in high school. 
Um, and, uh, you know, the beginning of the year, wrestlers, you know, the, the wrestling team, they start to work out together, just like football or any other sport. You know, they, nice. they get together every day after school. You run your laps and stuff. Well, uh, I did that for a few weeks, and then uh, I, I started, like, I turned pasty white and started feeling just fatigued and come to find out I had mono. Okay. Well, I went to the doctor. He told me. He ran the test. He said, look, you have mono. It's a virus. Six, you know, about six weeks, it should should be done. Right. So six weeks rolls around. I'm still feeling the same way. And uh, he's like, all right, well, it, it should have ran its course by now. I'd like to send you to a specialist. Here's five things it could be, you know. And uh, he said five, he said five or six, maybe eight things. I don't, I don't remember exactly. Um, but one thing out of the whole thing, you know, all of me said it could be leukemia is the only one that stood out to me. And he said, I'd like to send you to a specialist. You have your pick Houston or new Orleans. We said, okay, send us to Houston. It's a little bit closer. So we went. And I kid you not, a full day of testing, and they told us that day, I hope you packed your bags. You're going to be staying for a while. Man. And so it was like, wow. It was like October uh, October 23rd or something like that. And, um, and so my November, my birthday's in November. And so they told us that, man. They put us, they put us in the hospital and right away they started, you know, testing family members for, uh, compatibility for bone marrow and, you know, just doing the whole nine. And, uh, I turned 15 while I was in there. We stayed there for about seven months and I got to come home. Uh, I got to come home, I think three weekends, maybe tops three weekends. I was able to come home and see my family um but other than that they had to go up there and uh and i i say i say seven months but it was more like four months in the hospital and then three months for 90 days you have to stay within five minutes of the hospital gotcha um after your bone marrow transplant just to make sure that you know if there's a allergic reaction or you come right. down with a sickness or any, it's, it's, you know, hot shot, uh, to the hospital. Right. So, mm. um, my sister was a perfect 10 on 10 match. Um, I was originally supposed to go through four rounds of chemo. They only did three. Nice. Um, and I, so here's, here's a cool little fact. You can tell your friends about it. Um, but when I went into the hospital, I was O negative blood type. Right. Because because leukemia is a cancer of the blood, right? Chemo basically kills everything—the good, the bad, the ugly. So they give you chemo. They replenish yep. you with your blood type, right? Right. So they did that, but then whenever they gave me my sister's bone marrow, she's a positive. Bone marrow creates blood. Blood blood cells. So yeah. now. I'm a positive blood. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? 
Yeah, and and I have her DNA inside of me. So, oh my gosh. Yeah. So that's crazy. But uh, so all that happened, and then I mean, we stayed ninety days. Uh, the only thing that really is uh, different about me, my hair color is is darker than it was when I went in, and uh, I got I have a skin condition called vitiligo. Oh, you do? Um, okay. Yep, but other than that, man, I'm completely normal. Yeah. So, so now, is this older sister or younger sister? She's my younger sister. Yeah, two years. And how much? Two years younger. Uh, how how did that bone marrow transplant? How does that affect the donor? I mean, in health wise, emotional, whatever. I mean, how did yeah. it affect your sister? So so basically, I mean. You have you have lots of bone marrow in your body. Yes, yes. Um but basically what they do is they put her under mm-hmm. and they they go in at the base of the hip and they make two holes, but they re-enter those holes. So right. so they may go in four or five times on each side, but they're going through the hole itself. They're not right. making new holes. Right. So so they do that and they extract the bone marrow. They spin it. And right. separate the blood from the from the marrow, right? And then, what's really cool is they don't have to inject it into me. All they did was they put it in a bag, they put it in a drip, and it went through my IV, and it knew exactly where to go. That crazy, dude. The way God designed us is so cool. Oh, yeah, it's amazing. So, so, so yeah, <laughs> they 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 did the drip. It knew exactly where to go, and I've been healthy ever since so for her you know she walked like a gunslinger for a few days but uh you know i mean she was sore but uh other than that she has no no long term um nothing yeah yeah not, nothing of the sort so yeah are you, you guys uh, feel closer after that experience or yeah yeah man we we had a uh we had a little bit more of a connection you know she she still throws it in my face every once in a while she, <laughs> she she's my sister so uh yeah, yeah. We, we we treat each other accordingly but uh <laughs> yeah man so that that was a huge blessing um well that, that that's crazy though you know um in when in when you're 14 i mean that that's got to be a shocker yeah. too and but- she she was so I was fourteen. She was twelve at the time. Yeah. So. Yeah. Amazing. How'd your How'd your folks do through that? Uh, my my mom and dad. Um, my mom is the one that stayed with me mostly. Um, right. But man, when when we found out the day that we found out, we called everyone, and uh, you know, I'm 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 a believer in Jesus Christ, right. uh, and uh. We, we believe the Bible right. and the Bible says there's life and death in the power of the tongue. Right. And so when we called everybody that day, we told them, look, no negativity, yeah. all positivity. We pray and we confess and believe that he's going to be okay. And, and he's going to come out better for it. And, um, and another thing was we never owned it. So right. we, we never said my cancer. We never said Kate has cancer. We never right. said anything like that. It was always I was diagnosed with it. Right. So gotcha. so we, we didn't we didn't want to claim that. We wanted to claim healing. So um, the whole time, man, uh, we, we we my mom raised us up with a good foundation. Uh, yeah. 
and you can you can build a very strong and sturdy house on a good foundation. So when that happened, man, we just started standing firm and uh you know it was it was awesome to see God work through the whole thing because uh in in a time where it's supposed to be your lowest, yes, I truly find it to be a blessing in disguise. Something yeah. that was supposed to be so bad. And don't get me wrong, I was attacked. You right. know, no, I know. Yeah, I, I was attacked um, day in and day out. Um, but so many good things came from it. So many great relationships happened. I was in a yeah. Tide commercial. Um, oh, no kidding. <laughs> I, was, I was able to play on 93 Q in Houston and, and many other radio stations. Uh, I made lots of connections. Still to this day, talk to people, um, you know, and and it's just it's really been huge. It it's crazy because whenever we would, whenever we were there, the nurses felt the presence of God so much in our room that yeah. they would come to our room just to escape their work day. They wouldn't go to the break room. They would come and sit in our room and just drink coffee or or whatever just sit and talk and and they just that was their peaceful calm place was in the room of a patient yeah so um it's it's humbling to to hear them say things like that so uh it it was just it was a great experience in a time where it shouldn't have been so that's 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 well what a testimony absolutely and you know, and, and that's why I really wanted to ask you about it because I just, I just knew, uh, you know, in, in in hearing you explain it, I knew there was just so much more behind that, you know, uh, and and it it's amazing. I mean, you know, it's what's really funny. I've got to tell you this: this is the third podcast I've recorded today. In every podcast, from the first guy who's a movie director who uh, directed and wrote this movie, Calf Rope. Luke Pell, who's a country artist in Nashville, mm-hmm. and you, every, every one of you guys, uh, has, has has testified somehow, you know, and and I, I just and, and one of the things that uh, we talked about earlier was, um, you know, things don't happen by chance or or coincidence, you know, right, and, right, and uh, you know, it's just it's amazing to see how the good Lord just works uh, in yeah. this world, as uh, you know. And and I had no idea. That's that's one of the things like having you on the podcast. I mean, I didn't know if I was gonna just get this super punchy, you know, uh, super you know rough, tough, hard to bluff guy that you know hasn't had any uh, you know experiences or whatever other than hey man, I'm I'm gonna drink some beer, ride some bulls. You, you uh, know what I'm saying? Yeah, and, and so I, I, man. Uh, you know, it's it's funny. You if if you talk to enough people, you'll realize almost everyone has a testimony, you know, and, and especially, especially people who are trying to be successful or have been successful. If if you're not, if you're not failing or getting hit, you're not trying hard enough, you know, coming, coming from a cowboy background, um, or man, even skateboarding, wrestling, all all those things, you're going to fall, you're going to get pinned, you know, all your life's going to hit you. Yep. But the, the way you react is, is what's yeah. going to determine successful people or not. Failure is yeah. inevitable. You're not going to yeah. escape it, you know? Yeah. And so 
one thing my parents have always told me is you can't have a testimony without a test. So you're going to be tested. You have to overcome those obstacles in order to get where you want to be. And dude, life is only that. It's literally just jumping obstacles and, (laughs) and then you get hit with another one, you jump it. So uh, it's very important to me not to get down um, and, and keep a pretty positive mindset. Um, you know, I'm, I'm human just like everyone else. And, and we have uh, dark days where you don't feel like doing anything or you just feel defeated because you've been trying so hard. But, uh, you know, if, if, if I can inspire anyone, then, yeah. you know, that's, that's huge because someone's always got it worse. So, yep. uh, you know, just focus on the positives forget about the negatives don't dwell on anything too long and uh and just enjoy life if 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 you spend too much time worrying then you spend too much time not enjoying what's actually happening absolutely so, it absolutely, is what it is man. man yeah yeah i appreciate you sharing all that man absolutely uh, yeah you know so so let's shift back to to your music and stuff now too Come on. um yeah, come on. Exactly. I love that. Uh, so I'm I'm really going to just run off the rails here for a minute because I don't know what this will sound like whatsoever. But I'm, I'm just going to turn it on just for a minute because this okay. is the first, song, the first song I ever heard by you. So we'll see how it records on my, uh, I don't know, my uh, Heil PR40 dynamic <laughs> through my little Behringer 2-channel audio yeah. interface on my computer. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play this just for a minute because this is the first time I ever found out about you was hearing this song on TikTok. So let's see. See what happens. Still a young man, miles and miles, paid my dues. From coast to coast, had a few hard times. When push came to shove, won't hang my head, cause I'm doing what I Dude, I can't tell you how many times. I mean, okay, so like right now, I have the chills. My hair standing up on my arms and on the back of my neck. How many times I've gotten my pickup, and I've, you know, I got a lot of stuff going on, you know, and, and good stuff, but it's still like stressful. And I'm yeah, like, yeah. dude, I'm gonna hear this. I turn that on, and it just it transforms me. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm not a bull rider. I never rode a bull, but I feel like I'm strapping some cattle. Brother. You know what yeah, I mean? So yeah. I, 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 I love that song, dude. I I, I love your music, man. And I'm just I'm I'm just blessed that I, I'm able to connect this way with you and and be able to hopefully share you know your music with people that haven't heard yeah. it yet. You know, because I mean I consider myself a, a you know a, a connoisseur of music, but you know there's so much great young talent coming up. Absolutely. Uh, you know, and uh, and so when I when I heard heard you, I'm just like, man, this guy's got something. And, well, thank uh, you. And it's it's just it's super exciting, man. And I'm excited just to see you know where you go, where you take it from here. I mean, because this album here is solid gold, dude. I mean, every <laughs> song on it is is amazing. It, you know, it, it just like I said, your band, the uh, the production of it, uh, all of it is just 
it's 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 its own thing you know yeah. it's just it's, it's so crazy good man thank um, you very much hey uh, uh also while we're talking about it and i ask everybody this on the podcast do you have a favorite brand of cowboy hats american there you- <laughs> i'm 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 endorsed by americans so uh that that's that's the only one for me that's cool well you, well They'll be happy to hear that. I just had uh, Keith Monday on the podcast. Uh, a matter of fact, I just published his episode the other day. So, uh, and he's the president. Keith's of the man. Keith is yeah, the he man. Is. He's, he's a great uh, guy. And and I was able to. Uh, matter of fact, I got picked up by Stan Redding. Yes. Uh, in Shawnee, I was playing my guitar in front of a booth, and uh, I don't know if you know who Cole Melanson is. No, I don't. Um, he he's he's a bull rider. Uh, he just mm-hmm. you know made it on pbr tour and stuff like that um but his wife uh actually texted stan because she's endorsed by american as well and he came over and he shook my hand he was like hey i think we'd like to have you on the team (laughs) and uh so so man i've I've been with them since uh shoot it's 2020 maybe 2017 something like that 2016 so uh very cool yeah man best hats around yeah very cool how about boots you got a favorite boot brand favorite boot brand um (laughs) don't make fun of me now okay i got a little t tiny foot so so uh i don't really have a favorite boot brand but i have to wear are, are you are you under a six i wear kids sixes or i have to wear women's seven and a halves Okay. I wear I wear okay. a kid's six and a half, I think, and and I wear women's seven and a half. So so, so let me let me just I gotta touch on that a minute because uh there's some there's some kids' boots that uh NRS ha- has had in stock before and I and I used to just I try to get my foot in it. I, I wear a ten, yeah, but so I can't get it in there. But they had some of these these kids' boots, these rough outs, and and I, I believe they they were um I think they were Anderson Beans or mm-hmm. uh and Anderson anyway. Beans fit tight anyway. Yeah, 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 exactly. But uh so yeah, so you got a small foot. So <laughs> you know the other thing is too is I've actually some of the women's Justin boots I really like, but I'd like need a like a twelve and most of them only go up to eleven because I've I've tried to stuff my foot in there before because the Justin bent rail, some of the women's I like the styles, you know. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, but anyway. I lied to you. What? Because because I do have a favorite boot. Oh, you do? Okay. I do. Nakonas. Okay. I've had a pair of Nakonas since I was in high school or just graduated high school. And I had them resold. And, man, they're they're still hanging in there. I I love my Nakonas. So that's probably my favorite. But I have a pair of Ariats and I think a pair of Old West maybe or something like that. But, you know, just, I mean, but, yeah, Nakonas. Very cool. How, how about cowboy movies? Tombstone. <laughs> Greatest of all time. 100%, no question about it. No yeah. no, no debate. Tombstone is the best movie of all time. That's awesome, man. Yeah. Very cool. Well, hey, Caden, we're, uh, we're about run out of time here, man. And you're at work, too. I mean, how, how cool is that? Did, did, did they, uh, yeah. give you, they let you just take the time to do it because you had it scheduled? Yeah, lunch. Oh, lunch. So, yep. So, uh, you know, I I just wanted to uh, be able to.
talk with you and and I appreciate you having me on, man. Yeah, absolutely. So, best place for people to follow you? Uh, wherever you want. Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. I'm not a big Twitter guy, but I do have one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah. And then, what what platform uh, does your music get listened to on most? Is it Spotify or Spotify and iTunes? Spotify uh, and iTunes. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, I mean, it it just depends on where you want to go. YouTube is is pretty popular also. as well. So. Okay. Um, All right. Yeah. Well, cool, but cool. And go ahead. We're we're everywhere. We're on Amazon, Apple, uh, Spotify, where wherever you want to listen, we should be there. Pandora, we're there. Very cool. Yes, sir. All right, Caden. Well, hey man, I I, I look forward to uh to meeting you someday in person, hopefully hopefully at one of your shows. Absolutely. Uh, and uh and just I, I just look forward to seeing where you go, man, cuz I know yeah, you, man. I know you I know, I know you're continuing to to just go to the top, so Yes, sir. Uh, I'm excited. I'm excited to watch. Thanks, man. Thank you. All right. Well, we'll talk soon. All right, brother. I come from a long line of legendary men, sons of the desert and riders on the wind. I got a restless spirit burning deep inside of me. I ain't got much, but I'm free. I've always been one to do it my own way. I'm making my living between the saddle and the stage. I don't know nobody, nothing. Everything I got's my own. Some say I'm just a man to the bone. I'm a cowboy, yes I am I was born to rope and ride I'm a cowboy, that's my brain Until the day I die I got an old guitar set of strings from the radio to the rodeo i'm gonna do my thing i don't compromise on nothing what you see is what you get i may be broken busted but they ain't killed me yet i'm a cowboy